Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 166th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and our best buddies over there at Audio Technica. I am your extremely humble host, Brendan White, and you can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8Bit. And we have got a jam-packed docket today. We are going to be talking Gears 5, Colonel Sanders KFC dating simulators, the new Nintendo Ring Fit Adventure, Apple Arcade, and a whole, whole lot more. But without getting into this, I need my co-host, the esteemed Miss Ellie Hart, the legend from the West Coast, the best coast. How you doing today, Miss Hart? What's going on? Doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, good. We are recording on a Saturday today for me, Friday for you. So uh, we're recording a day early. So it maybe means this episode may come out early. Maybe not. Just gives me more time to uh, edit and relax. But uh, the sun is shining this morning. I think it's going to be 30 degrees today. Um, sort of we're in the second week of spring. I think it's exactly the same. We're on that uh, nice transition where we're both experiencing the same kind of weather. Yeah, good weather's great. Like, I'm still acclimatizing to just the general hotness of Queensland and Brisbane and, and, and so on. But um, mm. I don't really enjoy the fact I don't get four seasons is what I was wanting to say here. Oh, right. Yeah. I miss the cold. I miss being able to sort of layer up or layer, layer down depending on, on the day. But at the moment, it's just hot or it's hotter. So <laughs> aircon is your best friend. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I've I've got a little bit of a bit of purchase regret truth be told oh um, no yep i uh i bought a new car a couple of months ago oh jesus yeah nice car brand new off the lot blah 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 you know first time i bought like truly brand new so it was a nice feel i mm. uh, had some warm and fuzzies but slowly but surely over the last few months i'm like hating the minor things that aren't in there or in there different to what i want more and more and now i'm thinking of trading it in over the next couple of weeks and getting something wow. else wow now correct me if i'm wrong but you're not you're not your you know your Hol- a holden boy or a ford you're not your average joe like you like you like a nice car don't you yeah, so I bought the um a new Audi Q2, so it's sort of like the the mini SUV you could call it. Mm. Uh really nice, like it looks great, drives pretty well, but there's just some minor things in it that are just starting to creep up and they're just really starting to like dig deep inside of me and it's just starting to yeah, I'm I'm getting into this car and I'm enjoying my drive less and less and when I drive as much as I do because of work, I'm like, I can't deal with this long term, I don't think. I can't deal with this for four years and then trade it in. I need to get off this wagon now and uh, yeah, change it up. So I'm I looking at my to options. Know, what's one thing? Like, Because I don't think anyone wants to hear the list of wonderful things that your wonderful brand new car, what you don't like. But if you just list, what's one thing that's bothering you? The one probably biggest gripe is, you know how a lot of the cars have like the inbuilt um, screen in the dash or like the mm-hmm. little uh, screen that pops up and pops down showing your your maps or your whatever music's playing and things. So they've got, mm-hmm. a, they've got a screen in it and it's sort of in the center of the dash, but it's like, like a little tablet that sticks up out of the top of the dash and it doesn't oh. go down when the car's not on. It's just like protruding from the car like a little little tablet the whole time. That's like the Tesla, isn't it? Yeah, the Tesla yeah. Has like it, a, what looks like a tablet. Yeah, and a lot of cars have it, but this just irks me. And the fact it's not touchscreen as well, I got to use my little my little circle gesture based dial to navigate, Ooh. which I'm across now. Yeah. But the fact that there's this sort of tablet protruding from the the center of the the dash just has really started to piss me off. <laughs> more and more and more and. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I need to, I need to get out of here, and I, and I don't have like keyless entry and and keyless start anymore. I've got to stick a key into the ignition like a pleb and turn the car on, and you know, just little things like that. Like my A4 I had, which was like six years old now, it had all that, like it had keyless entry and you know heated seats and all that. Where the Q2 it sort of stripped back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. I need my mod cons back. <laughs> the one luxury I've been granted that I can't go back from is heated seats. Yeah, nothing, they're the best. No- 
like just getting in a car, especially when it's like a cold night or something like that, or or if you have like lower back pain, just like turn on the heated seats and that is a warmth that just like echoes through your body. And now I can't go back. I can't go 100%, back to hundred percent, one hundred percent. And at first oh. I'm like, you know what? I've sacrificed a couple little things like that and now I've got like lane assist and reverse parking, like it can auto park itself and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so that's cool. That shit's terrifying. It is really terrifying, but um, surprisingly, haven't had an accident with it yet, which is great. That's me touching wood. But yep. yeah, I need some of my mod cons. Um, I really, really, really like the Volkswagen Tiguan, which is sort of like a similar SUV, but with some of those mod cons. So I'm going to try my luck and see if I can trade this sucker in to get one of those, even if I maybe lose. I'm going to lose a bit of money, no doubt, but that's mm-hmm. where I think I want to go. So that's that's where I'm at. And that was our segment on car talk. Yeah. Last week it was football. This week it's car talk. We're turning into a bunch of jocks. That's all right. That's all right. We can can carry a good conversation. Like uh, on sports-related discussions, we record another episode of Hoop Dreams this week. Me and Maddie Tilby did a duo cast breaking down uh, another one of the divisions in the NBA leading up to uh, the 2019-2020 season kickoff in October. So, uh, yeah. We can talk about anything. There's a lot of anything. drama with that, isn't there? Like, I know Ooh, I'm yeah. getting a lot of my sports crossed, but I definitely know there's been a lot of drafting and signing drama across basketball and NFL. Yeah, so. big big movers and shakers across both those leagues. A lot of rapes and violent acts, um, <laughs> which seems to, like, I know that's extreme, but it's it's run roughshod through these leagues. Like, there's people mm. getting, getting charged criminally or, or lawsuits going against them for... Yeah, forced sexual acts and violent acts and whatever else. Like, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. Mm. But it's like anyone that's watched ballers, that's what the NFL and NBA are becoming more and more by the second, it feels like. I haven't watched that, but I did mean to watch that one. It's good. It's good. Mm. Like, And you don't have to be a sports fanatic to enjoy it. Like, It's just really, really slickly written. And because the episodes are sub 30 minutes, they're nice and tight. Is it like, to me, it looks like sports entourage. Yeah, that's a good way. A good way of describing it, I'd say. Um, okay. The Rock's got a bit more swagger than uh, sort of Vinny and the crew, but um, yeah, it's, that's a good way to sort of <laughs> describe Pitten. it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to give that a watch. Put that yeah. on the list of many yeah, yeah. things I have to watch. Speaking of things to watch, I um, am a bit of a late adopter to the uh, to the live action Titans show that uh, <laughs> came out maybe a year or so ago now. I've mm-hmm. uh, been watching that this week. It's How do you not rate very good. it? You don't like <laughs> it? No, it's not very good. <laughs> I know that you were telling me that you were going to watch it, and I'm like, I like, I can't say I can't be a harsh critic because I think I only watched three to four episodes, maybe I can't really remember. Someone else was watching it, so I just so stumbled to watch, you know, a few episodes in, and there I could see where they were going with it, and I could see some potential, but um. Yeah, it definitely definitely didn't hit the mark. There was like a lot of things in it that kind of like irked me. Um, but I think the best thing that came from that was um is it the Doom Patrol? I think that's out later this month or maybe in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the series is coming out very, very soon. Um I think it you have to be signed up for something on that one, which I probably will jump on because um I mean it's got Brendan Fraser in it. It looks good. Like it's it's tonally very similar to the boys. So I'm excited to see how they go with it. Like DCR starting to find their footing a little bit with these more darker themed shows. Like Titans do it okay sometimes. Like I'm only about four episodes in myself and there's been some cool moments, some like cringy moments, but I like where they're going with it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's just a weird contrast because we watch a lot of Teen Titans Go at home because of the little man. Mm. loves 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 teen titans go and it's it's great like it's one of the the best cartoons i've seen in a long time like i'm all about it at the moment i love the writing in that yeah well the cartoon's always been very popular amongst like everyone you know all ages really i don't think anyone's really said much of a negative thing in regards to the cartoon or the animatic but uh, live action yeah yeah it's just hard <laughs> to execute i guess when you you sort of bleeding through superheroes into demons into superpowers into all this kind of stuff and making it translate on the big screen in real world but they're doing all right and i like the casting yeah i don't know like i said i just there was potential but it just didn't land for me unfortunately yeah 
But speaking yeah. of potential, um, James Gunn released his cast for Suicide Squad, and I'm hopeful as a DC person. I, I haven't seen it. Do you want to give me the, the rundown? Yeah. I completely missed this. Yeah, I can give you like um like a rough rundown because um, I'm really bad at saying people's names. But we've got like John, uh, John Cena, Jai Courtney. Um, we've also got Nathan Fillion, which I think was also mentioned earlier. Um, who else have we got? We've got uh, Taika or Tiki. I don't know who he's playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Korg slash Thor Ragnarok himself. Mm-hmm. And then we've always got um, Idris Elba. Um, and then there's just like a whole, like, he did a post. Oh, and then Michael Rook, Roker? Roker? Oh, Michael Rooker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's also the old got grizzly vet. Yeah, so, like, there's a bunch of names that he's dropped now. So um, go just check out James Gunn's uh, Twitter page. But it's making me feel very, very good. Especially yeah. uh, after the uh, the earliest Suicide Squad, I'm very curious to see what they do about that. Are we going to acknowledge that one existed? Because like Margaret Robbie's in it, so yeah, I I don't know how they're gonna do it. Like because yeah, they're, they're <laughs> using some of the previous casting, like Jai Courtney who played Captain Boomerang's back, yeah. Um, and then obviously yeah, Margot Robbie. Maybe we'll get some Jared Leto as as weird tattoo goth gangster Joker again. I don't know, but. Mm. Yeah, like, I got some faith. Like, obviously, he expertly handled Guardians. So, we sort of get an idea of the flavor of this movie, but it might be just a step up on the, the darker maturity stakes, I'd say. Hopefully. Like it should have been. Yeah, like it should have been. And obviously, we've got Gotham City Sirens and then the standalone Harley Quinn movie coming as well. Like, the world's mm-hmm. gone Margot Robbie mad. So, yeah, yeah, we'll be seeing a lot more of this over the uh, the coming years, that's for sure. Oh. That Harley Quinn con- cartoon should be coming out soon as well. That looks yeah, great. Yeah, that's that's in October. That looks pretty good. Yeah, it, it looks really, really good. Um, I think another trailer got released for that and, yeah, kind of watched that through and just the voice work in it is crazy. Mm. You know that Kaylee Kuoko, I'm pretty sure, voices her, the chick from Big Bang, which is kind that, of strange. It was disappointing when I read that. I'm like, oh, not her. But then I just completely cancelled the idea of her out of my head and still listen to Harley. I'm like, no, it makes sense. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it works. Yeah, that's so. it. That's <laughs> it. You know what? You know what else is working? What else is working? Gears 5, finally for me, after um, <laughs> avoiding the, the day one headaches with, with patches and glitches and what have you. So, yeah. uh, been smashing through Gears this past week, as mentioned on uh, 165 installed, was yet to play. Mm-hmm. Fast forward seven days, or six days now, I should say have played many, many a Gears 5, uh, really enjoying it, really enjoying the the characters, like Gears 5, the sort of shifting the focus uh, towards Cat uh, Diaz, uh, who's sort of dealing with some things and you're uncovering sort of the origins of her family. It's, it's nice where they're sort of diving into some history of these characters. Like you don't get a huge amount of that in, in Gears, especially in Gears Past. Like it's very much just face value machismo gore mm-hmm. occasionally there's an emotional hook like remember with dom and his wife way back in gears 2 yeah. finding her yeah. in one of them locust pods like full spoilers mm-hmm. but that was like i don't know what 12 years ago now it was, a, it was a while ago <laughs> yeah but like there there is some you know emotional hammers that get sort of swung around and, and it happens in gears 5 as well but the voice acting is on point it's it's the best looking gears game that i've ever seen and it, it's just about the best looking console game i've seen on the xbox one like on the one x which i've been playing on it looks absolutely stunning like the hdr mm. kicking in and you got these sun rays breaking through and sort of the foliage and how the lights bouncing off things and the shadow play and the dark dimly like sort of more viscera horror-esque areas that that gears have sort of sprinkled through their games it looks phenomenal Mm. so it's a real feast for the senses this game the cross platform is great like i've been playing the co-op uh, campaign with rach and she's been playing on the pc and i've been on the oh, xbox wow. uh so that's really good like uh the co-op uh, campaign you can play up with three players so yeah it's going to vary but then you can also play as jack the little robot um okay. so so you can sort of be almost like an ancillary support player as the robot i've only dabbled for a hot second and then sort of jumped back to one of the the lead characters but mm. yeah it's it's really fun to play i like the story i like the tone the weapons still feel big and nasty and death dealing like they always have like as you'd know like you've been a bit of a gears fan for a while yeah, yeah too 
Yeah, yeah. Especially like original three. So like yeah. I was actually very curious to see well, to hear if the gore factor came back because I kind of felt with the last title that a little bit of the gore element went. I think we kind of went down the technology route, so mm. it was a bit more, I don't know, electronic death. It wasn't as gory as I previously remembered the games to be. Or maybe I just, maybe gore isn't as uh, bad for me now. Maybe I've just seen too much. But <laughs> You just desensitized. She's absolutely desensitized to gore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's it's still, I can confirm it, it flies thick and fast, like there is mm-hmm. limbs and appendages going everywhere, you know, the, the executions are in there, which have been around for quite some time in the Gears franchise, so when you're downing enemies, you can run over and depending on the weapon you're carrying at the time, you can press B or whatever it is on the on the on the keyboard uh to to execute them whether it be lancer chainsaw action shotgun close up hit with the bloody butt of the nasher or whatever it mm. might be like so yeah there'll be blood flying they you know still do the the situations where then blood will sort of splash onto the screen for a second when you're doing yep. that to sort of further emphasize the uh those executions mm-hmm. there's a little bit more focus on melee as well like so yeah. you're, you're carrying like a knife in in your pocket all the time and um, you can sort of press B again to sort of swing that around in combat, but you can also then chain moves together and sort of parry other enemies. So I don't find myself doing it much, but it's it's kind of cool that you can have that included in there when you're sort of roadie running and uh, vaulting across uh, objects, knocking into people, and then, you know, quick stab, stab, stab to take them down. So it gives yeah. you a little bit more variety. Yeah, definitely. Because that but was like pretty, pretty cool. much why they brought that chainsaw gun in, although it was bloody awesome when they did. I remember mm. how much hype there was around the game when they introduced this chainsaw gun. But like, I mean, that was the melee. Like, that was the, the full effect of a melee attack. So Yeah. And and it's cool, like you think, especially in like um in the multiplayer elements when two people are using a lancer and they're both trying to do the execution move on them or just doing the RB move to sort of cut through them with the Lancer. And then you have like a Lancer mm. sort of battle and it's like, you know, the two Lancers are grinding against each other and you've got to tap a button to see who's going to win that exchange. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff's still in there. But yeah, the single player has been great. I haven't really done much, if any, of the multiplayer so far. I've just sort of been pushing through the single player campaign. Um, it's a 12-hour story. You know, it didn't feel too long or too short. I think it was it was well well sort of fleshed out there wasn't much filler i kept going at a pretty good pace you know some good good boss battles and things like that so yeah i've been really enjoying that uh but yeah i really want to take some time this weekend to try out the horde mode which uh Mm. you know has sort of returned in a big way and from all reports and things i've seen online and watched some streams and youtube content it looks just as bonkers as it always has been yeah and then um, obviously we've got the like the the Terminator crossovers where you can play as uh, Sarah Connor or you can play yeah. as the T eight hundred Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator model in in the <laughs> multiplayer. So uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Bad it is. It's it's a shame because like I know with um with the release um of Gears, unfortunately there was a lot of server issues, and I know a lot of big. Gears of War fans that you know are still dedicated to their Xbox and you know pretty much don't have anything else they were pretty disappointed with um, all the server issues that they faced but from what I can see now especially when it comes to the multiplayer element it seems like everything's pretty much up and working no more lag no more disconnecting and no more like bumping off of servers so um, and everyone seems to be enjoying themselves now so I just, it just, I always feel bad when it kind of has a clunky start because I just feel like sometimes that can really tarnish people who are undecided, especially yeah. on such a busy week with another game being announced. So, yeah, like, like it's been a big, a big, big week for especially sort of shooter based release. Obviously, Borderlands mm-hmm. 3 dropped uh, just yesterday for us on the 13th here. Yeah. Um, and, and it's obviously getting a lot of, lot of press and, and claim and coverage and, and that's one Amazing. thing that sort of surprised me with Gears coming out. It sort of came out sort of sneakily, didn't it? Like they just sort of <laughs> snuck in through the back door and they're like, hey, we're available. Like we're out now. Like I forgot that it was out on the 10th, to be completely honest. Like I thought yeah. it was, I knew it was out in September, but I thought it was the back end of the month. Yeah. And then when I saw it pop up on Games Pass, it was available. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. I'm getting on this right now. <laughs> That's it. you know what and I I think I'm gonna say like it, it probably it probably did get a good amount of announcement but I think I, like I know I personally just got a lot of Borderlands like a lot of Borderlands hype yeah. so um 
I, I definitely think it probably got overshadowed by that a bit. Um, and obviously there's been a lot of, uh, you know, like mild controversy around Borderlands. So that, you know, keeps it relevant, keeps it in the, you know, front of everyone's mind. So, um, but you know, it's, it's like you said, it's a part of Game Pass, like Gears is a part of Game Pass. So hopefully a lot of people have that and then, you know, proceed to then give the game a go and tell their friends and get more people online. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, it's 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 really good like it's it's worth your time and, and if anyone does have the uh the games pass obviously yeah you can get this on pc or windows pc or um yeah on your xbox jump on get amongst it sort of play through play through cat story sort of get a bit of that origin of her family lineage and also then you've got um you know marcus phoenix the grizzled grizzled vet from from one is still here carrying on Not doing his yet. thing yeah he's not dead yet he's unkillable he is the cockroach of gears obviously he's got his son in there jd's running around so you it's nice to see these uh passing of the torches i guess you could see like you could say where jd's sort of becoming marcus how he was in in the Mm -hmm. first one where he's one of the lead characters uh where marcus is sort of becoming a a bit player now in in the in the franchise because i'm guessing he's probably close to 50 by now or ish (laughs) maybe over 50 like he's he's a bit of an old grizzled dude and he's seen Mm -hmm. some things but I'm really digging it. I'm really digging it. The combat's great. Um, the, the voice acting is on point, as I said. The graphics are great. I haven't noticed any sort of lag, tear, rendering. Um, as far as playing the online co-op together, it's been great. I've only had we've had one DC out of our entire playthrough, which which isn't bad. Like it's still not the best, but it's to be expected when you're playing online across across platforms and, and you know transmitting yeah. and streaming games through the internet. So. Yeah, I mean, they're still trying to figure that stuff out, but the fact that they're it's becoming more frequent in the new release games that they're bringing out with having cross-play, yeah. I mean, all the power to them and keep doing it and we'll keep <laughs> striving through the server issues just to have it work. But I've got Games Pass, so I'm probably going to give Gears a go. I just, I'm, I'm liking that internet factor. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get, well, once I get enough, that hooked up. Yeah, in the next in the next two weeks or so, you, you'll join us back in uh, back in present day society with the internet, <laughs> and you'll be you'll be drowning in gigabits. So uh, yeah, you'll be able to download Gears Five probably in about five minutes with that speed over there. So yeah, I'll sneeze and it will be ready. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I look forward to giving it a go. You've actually really uh, motivated me to play it. Hell yeah, you know, and and anyone that's played a Gears game will feel right at home with this. Like it's, they're not reinventing the wheel. They're just sort of improving it with, with some of these new weapons and, and sort of new enemy archetypes and things. So it's still feeling fresh, but it's still that familiar Gears comfort food that, that people love. And, you know, Metacritic 85 on the Xbox, 81 on the PC. But if, you know, we oh. average them out, let's say 83 out of 100. So that's a pretty damn favorable score. Uh, and it's good to see the coalition really start to flex their their muscle with this gears franchise now and and step step out of epics shadow obviously this is the second game they've done for gears and and they're really starting to sort of find their footing um Mm. so yeah no doubt we'll get a gear six and a gear seven and gears eight but yeah gears five get amongst it sounds good yeah but that's that's all i've been really doing this week i know i know sort of with you and and moving and everything else going on you haven't really been playing much you've been playing anything at all have you downloaded pokemon masters yet i have not no i've I've, I've done the opposite i've just gone like full balls to the wall with pokemon go i'm like doing pokemon go posts and i'm like adding more friends and everything like that i've gotten i go through waves it's just i think it's kind of easier over here like it's a bit more friendly in regards to like you know having places like gyms and everything it's just more accessible yeah you, you'd have like pokey stops at bloody every every turn over there wouldn't you it's great like every bar is a, <laughs> is a pokey stop. <laughs> far too convenient far too convenient i think they purposely do it but yeah, yeah i've only i've really only been going hard on that and um oh and then you know animal crossing on my mobile game camp because I'm still fucking waiting for the thrill thing on the switch but, um, yeah, eventually yeah. don't know how long you're going to be waiting for but sometime next year it'll be, it be dropping yeah as long as they don't push it again i think i'll be fine i'll just go and play gears and chainsaw people's body parts off oh trust me you're gonna love it <laughs> contrast to animal crossing <laughs> it's a great contrast to animal crossing <laughs> you know you, you can that way you can sort of depending on what you're feeling like that day you're happy you're sad you're angry whatever you can just go one way or the other I, uh, release a bit of frustration by a way of Lancer or, mm-hmm. you know, just go in and hang out with Tom Nook. 
<laughs> same thing. Some would say it's the same. I just hope yeah. um, to see a bunch of you guys jumping on Animal Crossing. I really want to see like all you guys that are not really in that environment. I want you to come over to my side. Come. I was going to say the dark side, but technically it's not. So I want you to come to my side. I want you to yeah, come to the Animal I'm, Crossing side. I'm coming side. to the light side or the, yeah. the, the crossing side. I'm going to give it a go. When it drops on the Switch, I'm going to pick it up. I can't wait. I can't and I've wait. never played an Animal Crossing game, so I'm going in uh, blind. It's going to be great. This is going to be great. <laughs> I feel like it's something we should record just because yeah. of how unique the experience might be. All right. I love a good unique experience. So uh, <laughs> on that note, let's talk about some of these. iTunes Review of the Week. And this review comes via way of iTunes user Hold Fast Sailor. And the video headline, uh, the review reads, Video Game Podcast Done Right. Five stars. So Holdfast nice. is already on the right track. So thank you for that. And the podcast review reads, one of the best podcasts in Australia talking games and pop culture. Hashtag Snap Game. Nice and short. <laughs> nice and punchy. Directly to the point. Five stars. Holdfast Sailor. Thank you for the tasty five-star review. It means an awful Ooh. lot. What do you think, Miss Hart? Oh, I love it when there's a hashtag snap game in there because that mutual understanding between gamers and everyone else's, you know, humanly need, that like mutual respect point of that hashtag, it, you know, puts a light in, in my heart that we're all, we're all going through the same thing and we all need a hashtag snap game. Oh yeah. You know, like, like Pooin, Pooin's a pretty personal affair and when you can share that personal affair with a great video game and then also then share it with I guess the internet or the world because we're broadcasting yeah. this out to everybody. You know, it's it's a beautiful moment. It is a beautiful moment to share. <laughs> it's it's like we're all holding hands around the world while sitting on the porcelain while playing games. It's it's like one of them beautiful, you know, unite Australia or you know, you know those movements when they chain arms across <laughs> countries right. and cities for for protests or or for awareness. That's what we're doing with video games on the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> bringing the people together via way of snap games. But it's an awesome review, and thank you so much for taking the time to yeah. Uh, thank you, Hold Fast Sailor, and uh, as we say on here, these reviews help keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. So be sure to rate, review, subscribe us as well as everyone else in the hashtag Apic Collective, and also the podcast you are just consuming on the daily or the weekly because they help keep us relevant, they keep us tracking, they keep us knowing that you know the audiences that we have are there for us, uh, good, bad, or otherwise. So yeah, be chuck chuck that feedback in on those reviews too. So not only Hunger Gamers, Apic Collective, all these other podcasts, they can take that feedback and try and improve on their craft as well. So uh, yeah, thank you, Hold Fast Sailor. And uh, let's sort of shift into other quick bit of housekeeping. First and foremost, audiotechnica.com.au for the best in audio-based equipment. We're talking microphones, headphones, gaming headsets, turntables. You want some in-ear headphones? You want some over-ear headphones? They've got it all. So audiotechnica.com.au for the best in audio-based equipment. And for those heading on down to PAX, there will be an Audio-Technica booth on display on the show floor at PAX selling a whole host of set equipment at greatly discounted prices. So if you are looking to get some gear, just hold out for another month or so, Australian listeners. Make your way down to PAX on the uh, the weekend of the 11th through to the 13th of October. Pop on over the AT booth and get yourself some gear then and there at a great price. And uh, come say good day to me. Give me a brisk high five and we can uh, chat games, we can chat gear, we can chat anything. Maybe uh, burgers because I'm always hungry. <laughs> and also, while you're there, be sure to head on over to weareapit.storeenvy.com, which is our official web store. You can get yourself all the swag from the 8-Bit collection. So we're talking t-shirts, hoodies, underpants, swimwear, socks, beanies, five-panel hats even. like, And I hate five-panel hats, but I know that's what the audience wants. So we've got five-panel hats on there. We've got towels. We've got cushions. We may even have sleeping bags coming. Who the heck knows? But... We're 8bit.storeenv.com for the best in gaming-based merchandise in my not-so-humble opinion on this topic. So uh, check it out. We're 8bit.storeenv.com. Let's get into some news. This week's news headlines. All right, Miss Hart, I'm sending some mm. bite-sized bangers your way to start with. And the first one, Discord has pulled their free game service from Discord Nitro because vast majority of Nitro subscribers didn't play them. So it makes sense. Nothing uh, completely shocking to that statement, but uh, no. it was a cool feature. It just looks like it never really took off. I never 
understand people who pay for nitro like i i guess i've never really seen what the benefits of paying for nitro when it comes to discord but i mean you get more emotes yeah like um i never really saw the appeal and this is coming from someone that that loves to waste money on crap i don't need so i'm surprised i'm not a nitro member but um I, i think the problem at least from my personal perspective on these types of things is there's so many social platforms these days you need to try and stay on top of and discord mm. i've fallen away on it like not no sort of detriment to the platform it's just there's that much stuff going on there's that many hubs that you're getting sort of interacted on you sort yeah. of got to pick and choose your battles and at the moment i've sort of chosen to step away from discord a little bit and focus on some of these other areas like it's a great hub but i just haven't got the time Sometimes um, Discord can be really hard to get a grasp on, especially if you're a part of multiple channels, which then like have multiple like other like sub channels within it, and then it's just like notification central. And sometimes you're just bombarded with crap. Yeah, it is um, an extremely deep rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah, but for those Nitro users, yeah, those free games they're going because uh, you guys didn't play them, and I understand that. Like it's everyone's like a discord's a business at the end of the day and it's costing them money to put these games on to play and then you need extra server load and what have you to stream these games and whatever else so obviously they're scaling back because the the uptake wasn't there but mm-hmm. yeah discord will continue to survive and flourish no doubt as one of the main uh sort of video game or geek related chat hubs in uh this this common era yeah back in the day we used to have to use like skype yeah msn messenger yeah give me Crazy. that asl baby Oh Jesus! <laughs> ICQ. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Capcom announces a new Resident Evil game, and sadly for me, it's not uh, you know, Resident Evil Eight. It is in in fact a team-based shooter that leans heavily on asymmetrical play and pushes the Resident Evil formula to odd extremes. So this game is called Project Resistance, mm-hmm. and it's a four v one game where you play as four class-based characters with with unique abilities and you need to sort of survive an area that is created by the the, the fifth player who can play as I guess you could say the the labyrinth maker or Mr. X or whatever it might be like he's putting together like a death room and, and oh. you know putting in zombies he's got x amount of, of points or currency available to put traps in and and various things that, that these four people need to try and survive to escape it's mm-hmm. a several round sort of base play. So you play through, I think it's a three round with five minute rounds and you've got to try and avoid what the mastermind is doing. There's cameras that he can look in through to see what the characters are up to. And then also <laughs> then plan like accordingly. Yeah, just it's, yeah, you're pretty much playing as Jigsaw or, um, you know, Fable Legends is another one you could think of where, um, yeah, you've got your sort of four protagonists and then the one antagonist and then you can flip that script and, and play as the other characters um yeah. i mean looks... that's a very common genre that like usually also seems to link to the horror kind of genre as well where you've got like was it is it dead by daylight is that the yep. one where yep. you know you've got four survivors and a bad guy and then you have the um the friday the 13th game where you were four camp counselors and you also and then had jason boris yeah so but this one sounds just a bit different if you're just like kind of creating like horror rooms or you know more environmental issues and as opposed to being the actual killer yeah yeah so you've got like with with the four protagonists that they've almost broken it down to like a major healer a tank and a dps Mm -hmm. like um they've got stories where one of them's like a former boxer and one's a hacker and all this kind of crap but they fall into those sort of rpg archetypes so you need to play with them together and synergize those abilities support one another as you survive slash escape these uh these rooms that the mastermind is putting together Um, a lot of tools a lot of loot around for them to pick up Uh, but then yeah they can obviously drop in zombies and liquors or even a miss even mr x to get in there to play as which is sort of one of the the big bads from resident evil 2 uh so i think that's cool it doesn't really have a huge hook to me especially like the last time i played a sort of shared experience resident evil game where you team up and, and try and survive was Umbrella Corpse, which was an absolute mm. dumpster fire of a game. So makes you feel better. I think the last multiplayer Resident Evil I did was like Resident Evil Five. 
Ah, uh, yep. So, yep. Yeah, a little the, bit of uh, extremely racist that Resident Evil. Yep, that's the one. That's, yep. that's the one. Yep. But we'll see. Like, there's a there's a beta coming out for this uh, later this year. It's going to be a closed beta. I don't have the details on how you can register your interest on that. So I'll see if I can dig something up, put it in the show notes if I can. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, Project Resistance, not what I was hoping for. Like, I was hoping for that uh, Resident Evil Nemesis, you know, remake announcement or Resident Evil 8. But Ooh. instead, we get this. Um, more Resident Evil is never a bad thing, but. Eh. <laughs> Big old eh. But something that's a little bit more exciting, I think, for the both of us. The latest free Sea of Thieves update is now live. It has sailed into port, bringing with it new currency, cosmetics, and pets in the form of monkeys and parrots. Mm-hmm. Giddy up, sailor. What do you reckon of this? I like. I didn't know that this was very as recent as it was, but um, I actually got hit with a video on my timeline on Twitter of uh, someone using a pet. Uh, they showed the monkey and um, they proceeded to show that you can actually put the monkey in the cannon and shoot the monkey oh, wow. out into the ocean. Wow. Um, yeah. And like it even like comes back to you. Like, so it just like spawns back on the ship, but it, like it even gives you like this look of like disappointment and fear <laughs> of like, what the F are you doing to me? So, hmm. I like I that there's that level of awareness. <laughs> well, yes. Monkeys got more of, like, show more emotion in their face. I'm not sure about a parrot, but, yeah. I kind of want to play it, but then Sea of Thieves has always been that game where I just can't play it because of the, you know, wide, vast ocean element to it, which I have some weird crippling fear over. So, I don't know. Do you want to play it? I do. I do. Like, um, I'm a bit of a Sea of Thieves fan. I, I sort of jump on and off this this uh, sea vessel, you could say, um, mm. pretty regularly. Like, when a new expansion comes out, I'll, I'll jump on and give it a go and finish the mainline quest or whatever it is. Then I'm gone for a few months, you know, going back out into the depths of the sea, sailing solo, whatever sort of other nautical-based puns and metaphors I can, I can sort of weave into this story. But um, mm-hmm. I love the idea of having a little pet with you. Uh, I'm all mm. about that in games. I love having like a, a companion or a little pet or whatever it might be, just riding solo um, or riding beside you, um, which yeah. is cool. But it's interesting because they've also now brought in microtransaction options via way of this ancient coin currency that they've implemented now. Oh. Um, so via the, via the Xbox store, uh, you can buy these ancient coins with real money and that will then get you access to new emotes, new ship options, uh, which are sold at the Pirate Emporium. So you can grind for these ancient coins, but apparently it's going to take an awful long time to get an amount to buy some of these items. So you can just drop the mm. real cash and get it instantly. But yeah, like it's doing well. Like it's it's got a healthy healthy player base. People yeah. are still pretty rabid fans of Sea of Thieves and it, and it, mm. it does, like what it does, it does it really well. Like it doesn't really try and get too much out of its own lane. Like it's it's realized in a pirate game perspective. I think like they're like this is what we're this is what we're good at. Let's stick to that and build upon this foundation as opposed to trying to bring in too many other crazy ideas. Wait, did they do a battle royale? Not oh, they've got sort of like um, deathmatch <laughs> options in there. I think, but I don't know gotcha. if it's a battle royale. But who knows? It's probably coming. <laughs> yeah. And Maybe so it was around that time when all the games were doing battle royales. So I was curious if they kind of like bit that apple, but yeah, hmm. yeah, not yet, not yet. Maybe maybe a banana because uh, that is the main uh, food based currency that I seem to be eating in this game, or or cooking. You know, get on a little fry pan and cook up some meat now. So maybe you can eat a parrot. Maybe maybe I, you know I'm assuming it's going to taste similar to chicken. Yeah, that's my thought process too. And speaking of chicken. <laughs> The next news headline, try to court Colonel Sanders in KFC's dating sim. And this comes via way of Christine Fisher at Engadget. KFC does weird stuff all the time. From a line of KFC flavored nail polish to a chicken wing box that doubles as a drone. But it's really outdone itself this time. Earlier this week, a listing for a KFC dating game called I Love You Colonel Sanders a finger-licking-good dating simulator has appeared on Steam. Created with the help of PSYOP, the game is a work in progress, but KFC promised it will be, in quotes, the most delicious dating simulator ever. 
The game will put you in the shoes of a culinary student trying to date your classmate, a young Colonel Sanders. You'll have to navigate school and friendships as you try to win Sanders over as a business partner or maybe even so much more. The game includes secret recipes, cooking battles, battle battles, and a secret ending. And according to Polygon, one of the characters is a dog who is also a professor. Why not? What do you reckon about this? You in? There's a a lot of keywords in there that, like, based on, like, the dating sim games that I've played, that, like, those kind of wording, although the wording kind of matches the games that I play, it just kind of makes me cringe. Uh, Like, finger-licking good. In saying that, yes, I'm 100% going to play this game. Um, yeah. It sounds absolutely fucked up, and I'm all about that. I don't know, like, like there's cooking in it, so I'm already on board for that, but, like, it, it's going to be a short game. Like, Yeah, it's and, and it's free, so I don't think it's going to be a long, long experience. Like, mm. you know, you'd probably finish a two-piece feed in, in about the same time <laughs> it'll take to play through this game, but... <laughs> It looks great. Like if if you get a chance, check out the um the trailer or just the store listing on Steam with sort of the the thirty second um it's on my wish list. sizzle reel. God, it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 as bad as ridiculous as it sounds, but you know, like if it's a free game, it's a free game. Who doesn't hurt anyone? It's probably smart advertising. KFC actually has done um a lot of um cross promoting within the gaming industry. They um kind of linked up with uh, Fortnite, I believe for a brief second um actually a lot of the fast there's a there's uh is it arby's they do some stuff arby's yeah the, the sandwich company yeah taco bell doesn't even have to try i think they no. just get associated by default so but yeah kfc just kind of sneaking in there every now and then now making a game what how much that cost them yeah i don't know i love kfc and i love them even more for making a dating simulator the art style is brilliant like it's got that traditional like that typical sort of um japanese anime style art style to it so anyone that's played one of the the millions of dating sims out there Mm -hmm. will feel right at home jumping into i love you colonel sanders so uh Mm. it it comes out on the 24th so it comes out in like 10 days um (laughs) which is bonkers devolver digital i think i think it was put out a post saying can people please stop saying that the kfc dating sim is a follow-up after had a full boyfriend which is pigeons <laughs> so people are suggesting that you're cooking the pigeons from the previous and then which was a pretty funny tweet but um it's great yeah yeah i think it's like in that same vein that kind of like you know tongue-in-cheek on dating sims and just you know having a little fun with it i wish you could date actual meals though that would be pretty funny yeah, I'm. I'm just reading some of like the little, little in-game in-game quotes um, from sort of the the snapshots that are tied to the the Steam listing, and it's like, are you suggesting I share the secrets of my special saltwater sauce with this novice? I'm disappointed in all of you. And that comes from Van Van, apparently. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it it looks fantastic. There you go. Yeah, but totally, totally on board. Totally gonna play it. Yeah, and you've got your two arch rivals you go against, but man, I'll tell you what, Colonel Sanders, he's looking pretty fit. You know, he's he's not a bad looking uh not a bad rooster. I think everyone looks good when they kind of like go into this like anime esque universe. Yeah, that's true. Everyone gets like a hundred times prettier. That's true. That is very true. So uh yeah, I love you, Colonel Sanders. We'll be out in uh ten days time from today's recording on the fourteenth, but uh by the time this comes out probably on the sixteenth, you only gotta wait a week and a bit to get your hands on i love you colonel sanders on steam um i'm excited to play this and um give it a good old time uh, and just see it's gonna make people hungry oh yeah i think actually that's what they're hoping i'm gonna go full meta and maybe go buy like a you know a family feast and sit down and just (laughs) mung on chicken as i smash through this you know i'm going full kfc meta i'm going all in greasy fingers though oh yeah oh yeah Plenty of plenty of breasts and plenty of legs in that bucket. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's shift gears. And uh, the next bit of news: Nintendo's Ring Fit Adventure is Wii Fit meets Final Fantasy on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> this comes via way of Andrew Webster at The Verge. Like most fantasy adventures, Nintendo's Ring Fit Adventure puts you in the role of a newly established hero attempting to ride a magical uh, rid a magical realm of a freshly arisen evil. 
You venture through various levels, fight nefarious monsters, and earn money and experience along the way to improve your skills. It sounds like a typical role-playing game, but Ring Fit Adventure is far from typical. You don't explore and battle by using buttons and joysticks. Instead, you exercise your way through a lush fantasy landscape. It's like Wii Fit crossed with Final Fantasy and it sits alongside Labo as one of Nintendo's most unexpectedly interesting experiments. So we haven't mentioned um, the sort of the new Nintendo fitness route they're going with, um, yeah, the Nintendo Ring. Is that Ooh. what they call it? Is that, I think is that it's the yeah, Fit Ring or something. I don't know. That just doesn't sound right. I don't think anything was adding the word ring on the end of it will sound that good. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly makes you think uh, think something differently pretty quickly. Mm. But then it just, it, the object itself looks really strange. Like I was saying, there's a lot of likeness to it that reminds me of like those 80s fitness machines, like a, like a thigh master kind of thing. But I mean, everyone's got to look stupid using it. Like there was no selling point when they show you the demo. Like everyone that saw it just was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so sorry, they call it the Rincon, is what it's called. Uh, oh, they do. Yeah, Ooh. so obviously you've got um, yeah, the the bigger. I I just picture, like I remember as a kid, and I even do it now, where you'd get the old leather belt and you'd sort of hold it and sort of um, fold it over and kink it together, so you get the ring there and you sort of snap it out and it sort of makes that snap oh, noise. That's, that's all a bit I of think. Childhood with this trauma ring for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember the first time, like, and it didn't hurt, like. My dad was like, put your arm in there. And I thought it was going to like snap my arm off. I was like, I brought myself to tears before I even put my arm in the thing. Then he closed it down on me and it did nothing. And I was like, oh, but it was, you know, it was a tense, it was a tense sort of 30 seconds leading up to that. But yeah, the old ring con, um, it looks bonkers. Like they've got the, the other sort of strap as well, which you sort of can put around your thigh. So it's going to measure your leg movement for, for some of these moves you're going to be pulling in ring fit adventure and, whatever else games come out utilizing this technology soon but Ring you know it's it's certainly a step up from the old we foot we fit balance board that's for sure no 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 because like i'm the, the only reason why i'm staying a little bit open-minded is i actually when the we fit balance board came out i actually used it regularly like daily and i like lost a bunch of weight i got like really flexible and everything like i did it daily it was okay. crazy it worked it's it's it it's works. smart, like it's it's kooky and quirky, but like obviously it is very Nintendo to do things like this. And yeah, you know, if this leads to more Nintendo Switch sales potentially, like as you said, people that maybe want to use it as a fitness device as well that like gaming, maybe you were gonna see a nice little sort of steady increase of sales of the console because I can see the the methodology and the madness behind that. Like people want to get fit, but maybe they are more um gaming oriented so this sort of blends those two worlds together and, and gives them an excuse to uh yeah try and drop a few kgs or yeah live a live an rpg element as you're sweating off them pounds i mean you know if you're having fun you won't feel it will you nah, no not at all suggest. not at all <laughs> but um yeah like it's, it's interesting that one of their lead-in games is like a yeah, an rpg adventure which which is cool mm. You know, a yeah. fantasy-based world where you where you're losing weight. Like, I'd be down for that. I'd be down for yeah. that. If I could lose weight while I played Skyrim, I'd be all over it. God, could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. That but the old really uh, the old Fitcon. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to seeing uh, future videos from content creators. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So you don't have to wait too long. Comes out next month, October eighteenth when it comes out and um, it's probably going to be about a hundred bucks Australian. It's 79.99 US for the ring con mm. and leg strap, uh, which obviously mm. both have the housing slots to accommodate the joy cons. So uh, yeah, get ready. Uh, October 18th, your next video game fitness adventure starts with ring fit adventure. So uh, yeah. And the last bit of news, Apple arcade, which was announced this week. This article is everything to know about the game subscription service. This comes by way of Clifford Colby at CNET. The gaming world will soon become significantly more interesting as Apple is set to begin its arcade game subscription service on September 19th. First announced at an Apple event in March, the $4.99 USD per month or AU $7.99 subscription service will let Apple users play games across iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, Mac, and Apple TV services. 
Apple Arcade will be available in more than 150 countries, and there is currently 51 games announced so far, including the following. The Artful Escape from Annapurna Interactive, Beyond a Steel Sky from Revolution Software, Frogger in Toy Town from Konami, Hot Lava from Clear Entertainment, Lego Brawls from Lego and Red Games, Oceanhorn 2, Knights of the Lost Realm from Corn Fox and Bros, Rayman Mini from Ubisoft, Repair from Us 2 Games, The Pathless from Annapurna and Giant Squid, Sonic Racing from Sega and Hardlight, and Where Cards Fall from Snowman and The Game Board. So, Apple, into the game space via way of yep. Apple Arcade. What do you think? Does this get you excited? Are you interested? Would you be dropping the you know, $4.99 or $7.99, depending on which currency we want to cover off here? What do you reckon? <laughs> Mine, mine's the cheaper one. Um, yeah, like, I, I can see where the people would actually benefit from this. Like, um, especially, there's this, there's this part where I'm kind of like, I don't think this is actually for gamer gamers. Like, that's not who their target market is. Yeah. I think it's that, like that nice middle ground where people are casually gaming. So, um, yeah, I, I probably will give it a go. There's a lot of um, gaming companies that were attached to it that kind of surprised me. I thought we were going to get a lot of those, um, like I was kind of expecting like those little, sh- I was going to say shitty. Like um, <laughs> Yeah, like the, the things you see in the app store, you know, like they'll call it arcade, but it would just still be more like Candy Crush and all that sort of stuff. But I was yeah, genuinely yeah. surprised to see actual games. Um, attached to it. I think the one that surprised me the most is there was an announcement of, I'm going to forget the name, it's called Sayonara Heart or Black Heart or something. Oh, yeah. And it's a rhythm and, and that's, game. That's coming out on also on like the PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. um, Switch. the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, Sayonara Black Heart, which looks brilliant, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I'm keen as well, hell that for one's, that. Yeah, it looks so good. Um, it's actually attached to the um, Apple Arcade. So... There's, there's some actual um, decent titles that are attached to this. So I'm, I'm very curious to see, like, how, how uh, you know what, it's probably going to keep going regardless of people jumping on it because it's Apple. They have yeah, all the money in the like, world um, just to keep it going. Like, they've got more than 300,000 games, apparently, in, in the Apple App Store at the moment. So we'll probably <laughs> see a bit more of a bleed and an influx of, of other games over the coming months. But... It's cool that they've got like multiplayer um, support in, in this subscription service. Uh, they've also got support for uh, using a PlayStation DualShock 4 controller or a Microsoft um, Xbox One controller. Uh, mm. So you can sort of, instead of trying to use those bloody embedded or, or overlaid um, joy pads and buttons on an iPad or a smartphone, you can sort of just pick up a physical controller to play with. So I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um it's sort of it's no good for me because I own no Apple products anymore, so I am completely not yeah. on the uh, the demographic for uh, <laughs> for this uh, Apple Arcade service. If I did, I'd I'd probably pick it up. Um, you know, we we talked about like almost right near the start there about Snap Games, so you know this leads itself into this is almost the Snap Game um, evolution. You know, this is the evolved form of Snap Gaming now, um, where you're going to have hundreds of games at your fingertips for a small subscription fee. You can then get one of them little Bluetooth controller adapters, snap your phone on the top of it, and get a more full-fledged gaming experience while you are you know, doing the poopers. So, so yeah, but um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like it's coming out in like a week as well, which is mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. So it's been a pretty quick turnaround. Uh, I think the price is pretty fair. You know, four ninety nine or seven ninety nine here for us in in Australia. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. good, and um. Yeah, once it's... they release like more of these games and we start really seeing what other titles are attached, I th- like if they do some really good titles, it might really, really be worth it. But um, I think what there's fifty one they've announced so far. So there's a list available online of all fifty one so far. Yeah, there, there's yeah fifty one for now, but they're saying that the uh, the the catalog will exceed one hundred games. So I don't know if they're going to try mm. and do something similar maybe with Xbox Game Pass where they're always around between maybe that 100 and 150 and they cycle titles in and out Um, Mm. because they're saying new games are going to come every month. Um, But no, it's cool. It's cool. It's it's nice to see these other technology powerhouses getting involved in gaming. You know, if anything, it's it's giving more power and control and freedom of choice to the gamer. Like you can be more selective of how and where you want to play your games. 
But um, as you let off, I think this this isn't for the core gamers. This is more so for the mobile gamers and maybe those people that do love a, a Candy Crush and whatnot. I think this is more aimed and targeted towards the people that love playing games on their phone uh, just to try mm-hmm. and get that recurring revenue from them. But And then sort of more dedicated gamers, I guess, that they'd pick it up too if they want something on the go or there's a few titles that might uh, you know pique their interest. Yeah, no, uh, I'll probably give it a go. I'll probably look into it once it releases, and I'll see see how you know how good it actually is if it's worth the yeah. worth the dollary dues. Yeah, we don't need to wait long, you guys. It's, mm-hmm. it's coming out in uh, five days' time uh, at time of recording, so it's coming out this this coming week. So yeah, it's cool. Apple Arcade. It's it's good to see them trying to sort of differentiate their product portfolio because there's only so many ways you can improve a goddamn smartphone. So it's good to see them <laughs> think of other ways to make cash. Yeah, they even released you know? a credit card. Yeah. What? The, how do you feel about that? Um, I, I've, I've witnessed it. So um, I'm actually seeing the positivity from an Apple credit card. I'm not going to lie. I might even think about once I have the option to, I might actually apply for it. It looks pretty sleek. Like the card looks nice. The the sort of mm. the phone interactivity that it has yeah. between the two, like it looks polished. I'll say that. Yeah. And just the security element that's attached to it as well as your budgeting. Um, it just, it, there's a lot of parts of it that really makes sense. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit sold on it. I'm a little yep. bit sold on it. Yeah, I um, am on a related, yes, yet completely unrelated note to the Hungry Gamers. I've started moving all my accounts from ANZ to ING and um, really, really loving that experience. And even just this little thing, they've got like a roundup feature. So any purchase you make, you can then choose to round it up to like to the nearest dollar or the nearest $5 and then it can put that into a savings account. That is one of the best features that like banks and apps have ever created. I've heard so many positive things that come out of that kind of feature like some people just like have it and they let it they don't look at it they only look at it at the end of the year and some people have actually racked up enough money to cover christmas gifts like yeah that's incredible it's fantastic like i've only sort of had it now for a couple of weeks but just sort of seeing these you know it's only you know a couple of dollars at a time because i've got it like the five dollar roundup so but then you look at the savings account it's routing to i'm like you know what there is some good cash popping into there so mm-hmm. it's a smarter way to save so uh yeah, shout out to ING. ANZ, Not a plug. Suck a big dick. <laughs> anyway, this has been episode 166 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Is there anything you wanted to say, share, suggest before we uh, close this sucker down for another week, Miss Hart? I just want to say no one confirmed anything in regards to the debate of mana or mana, which um, is still on my mind. Uh, we might actually put a poll up on the Instagram, maybe, see if. We can get people's feedback on that one because it's still haunting my dreams. That is a smart and way to do it. Dane, you better be listening to this episode when it comes out on Monday. Can you <laughs> Sorry, please Dane. get a poll up on Instagram? I love you, man. I know you're busy and you've got bub number three dropping imminently, but maybe it's one of your last uh, last uh, work-related things before you close off and uh, look after that beautiful family of yours. Chuck a poll up for Manor or Mana. Thank you. I love Sorry. you. Sorry, Zane. Um, and um, seeing a lot of uh, 8-bit hype across Minecraft. We might be seeing some Minecraft across the uh, 8-bit family. So. Yeah. I still have yet to play a single ounce of Minecraft. Um, but I will, eventually. I will. Yeah. This might be the time. Maybe. I still need to find some time to get into um, on the Switch. a few other games. So we'll see story of our lives i gotta get into diablo 3 i've been promising that i need to (laughs) need to get myself a copy i got three months (laughs) i still gotta play what is it bloodborne or the other game i think it was bloodborne or dark soul i can't remember i think we'll have to go back and see what we promised i have no internet i have an excuse right now that's true (laughs) that's true all right, All right, so this has been episode 166. Uh, find myself at Brendan8Bit. Find Miss Ali Hart at Miss Ali Hart. Find Salim TD at Salim TD. Um, he is out living the, living the life of the beach vagrant at the moment. He is uh, Ooh, you know, yeah. living his best life, working on his tan, having a couple of cold ales, but he shall hopefully be back next week uh, for episode 167 of the Hunger Gamers podcast. But uh, yeah, hit us up as a collective at We Are 8-Bit. Check us out on youtube.com forward slash We Are 8-Bit. And uh, be sure to search the hashtag 8 Collective to stay up to date 
with all the great talented content creators we have in the stable. But until next week, Appy Nation, it has been our pleasure to bring you episode 165 of Much Love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.